Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Nate Thurston, and right across from me, holding the baby Trump uh, piggy bank, I think is what that is, the baby Trump piggy bank, that is the second tallest libertarian that we know of, Charles Chuck Thompson. How's it going today, man? I'm just trying to get us canceled. No, I don't think holding something that's mocking Trump is going to get us canceled. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, I just I wanted to bring it to the forefront because if people yeah. saw it in the background, they're like, oh, he's got a Trump statue. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to bring it to the forefront because I think it's pretty funny. Now, there's no money in here, clearly, because we spent it all. <laughs> yeah, it's all gone. <laughs> it's all gone amidst the $6 trillion, $7 trillion the government spent. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, we got that of the Politico thing in the, in the pre-show, we were talking about how you become old by, you know, we quote movies all the time. We'll quote Talladega Nights and uh, old school. We were talking about super troopers and anchorman and all kinds of good stuff like that. And you, you find out eventually that you're quoting movies that are like 20 years old. And eventually you just, you have to at least realize that that's what happened to your parents too. Mm -hmm. It's not really that your parents aren't cool. It's just that that they happen to like the movies that came out, like we were saying, when they were young and impressionable. Not that Ferris Bueller's Day Off is not an amazing movie. Or Airplane. And, and airplane, love it. Naked yeah. Gun, yeah. all that stuff. Great movies. But uh, we typically will go to, uh, to well, I think Talladega Nights, they work really well for me and Charlie because a lot of those movies are friends, you know, bickering back and forth or saying stuff like I'm the greatest there is or shake and bake and stuff like that. Mm. And so it works really well for, for a pair of friends when you're talking back and forth to, to quote stuff like that. I just wake up in the morning. I piss excellence. Exactly. Right. There you go. So guys, this is the good morning Liberty podcast and girls, guys and girls and, and, and whatever the letters you put next to you know, we're from Tennessee. You could say y'all y'all we're like, coming at you live. That includes everyone. Y'all, if you want to get real south, it's all y'all. All y'all need to know <laughs> that this is the Good Morning Liberty podcast, and we're coming at you live from Nashville, Tennessee, or close to Nashville, any, anyhow. And we do a new episode every single day, talking life, liberty, and the pursuit of Mina Man. And I tell you what, it is so gosh darn good. It's like some of my, it's like some of my grandma's biscuits and gravy, man. Let me tell you what, this stuff is so good. Oh, so you got to make sure you hit that she- subscribe. With the sausage? Um, gravy with the sausage? Yeah, 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 yeah. Bacon, yeah. bacon gravy, sausage mm. gravy. She'd go out there, mm. kill her a hog, and that thing we'd be eating it at lunch, man. Let me tell you <laughs> what. So make sure you hit that subscribe and follow button on whatever tyrannical podcast service it is that you're <laughs> using until we, uh, we, we create the podcast hosting service that allows free speech. Because, dude, how long do you think it's going to be until they mention podcasts and this whole thing? I mean, they've been trying to get Joe Rogan canceled for a while now. That may actually go through now that all this is moving. I'm I'm surprised I haven't heard more about it. I feel like they know once they mention podcasts, you're going to have a lot of people getting really upset about this. But I don't see how they wouldn't want to tackle taking down podcasts. Here's also. the other thing is that they may look, the tech companies may have the upper hand right now, but the technology is easily accessible for Lots of other rich people on the other side to to start their own. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you don't think Trump, after he said that he was going to start his own, you don't think that that would that he has the, enough money to do it or anybody else 
uh, what's that guy who used to work for Google or, or anybody else who dissents from the left? You don't think Ben Shapiro has enough money to start his own? You already got Jordan Peterson and Dave Rubin trying to work out ThinkSpot and, and they are different um, uh, platforms that are different from Patreon and, and other things that are that are becoming unacceptable. So what they're going to do is they're 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 just hurting themselves ultimately because you're going to have an entire half of the nation. Look, Michael Jordan said it best back in the 90s. Whenever he was asked to give commentary on politics in the day, he said Republicans buy sneakers too. Yeah. Why alienate half the people who are going to buy my sneakers? I got Jordans. My my mom was Republican as Republican can you be. Look at this Richie over here. Oh yeah. <laughs> Man, wearing Jordans. I, I think I got one pair. Yeah. I, probably, I had I had Jordans. I should probably pay for them myself. <laughs> yeah. It's insane how expensive those things were. Well, back in the day they were only like 80, 90 bucks. I don't know what kind of knockoff Jordans <laughs> you were buying. But... Must have been from China. <laughs> <laughs> they probably were anyway. Yeah. But the problem with like, you know, Ben Shapiro is gonna start his own and and Joe Rogan's gonna start his own that I see is uh, obviously they'll have to create their own servers. I think eventually there'll be a server farm for, <laughs> there'll be a server farm for people who want free speech, conservatives and Republicans and, and, and libertarians. And then there'll be, you know, AWS on the other side. And uh, so that might happen. But then what about the app stores on the phones? You know, you're going to have to have your own phones. Whole, or... Yeah, a whole nother. I mean, Android competes with, with Apple. So you can create your own network. Um, and then if, then obviously if the service providers stop providing service, well, then you're going to have to create your own phone network. And then how, <laughs> I mean, there's going to have to be an entire infrastructure made because yes. I'm like, well, you know, Elon Musk, he could, uh, he really likes free speech. You know, I don't know where he comes down politically. He thinks a lot of the leftist stuff is pretty stupid, but then he also argues for UBI really. Uh, so, but I think he would be a really cool person to, to help with something like that. But then you're like, okay, well, there is a massive market right now for 75 plus million people to get them onto your phones and mm -hmm. on your, but then you got to make sure that you're accepted onto Verizon and AT&T and T-Mobile and, and all the phone providers. And you also got to make sure that you can use payment systems to be able to buy the phones. Some we're going to talk you about can, in a second. You can use, uh, that you can have bank accounts to, to be able to do those things. I mean, it's... Uh, you know, it, very tough to say that we have some type of a that we have a free market, uh, which we'll be getting we'll be getting to here in a bit. But Charlie, we're going to do an early dumb bleep. Well, luckily, we have <laughs> cryptocurrencies. Yeah. So those are decentralized. Um, I'm sure regulations are coming. We all know that. But at least we won't have PayPal or Citigroup or JP Morgan or those companies. Stripe decide that they won't process payments anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll have other means of exchanging um, monetary value that still has purchasing power. That's why eventually, like you were saying, the government's going to come. They'll come for Bitcoin, too. I don't know if they can figure out how to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> They'll certainly talk about it, but I don't think a single one of them understands how they would actually do that. Because mm -hmm. I doubt any of them understand the technology behind it at well, they, all. I mean, they can but... <laughs> hire people or yeah or recruit people in prison who are smart <laughs> enough to figure it out do this for the fbi son and we'll commute your sentence yeah that's that's true yeah we'll commute your wire fraud sentence if you'll work on this right now <laughs> 
All right, tell me about Andrew Cuomo, Charles, Chuck Thompson, second tallest libertarian that we know of. Oh, uh, you sent this to me yesterday, and I just I literally laughed out loud. We've been talking about the hypocrisy that's going on. And if you guys want to take the 300 and what is it? Almost 400. 80, 384 yesterday. 384 episode challenge, uh, mainly all of last year. We talked about how there are other consequences besides a virus. Besides one single virus, there are other consequences, folks. First of all, there's many other viruses that are deadly. There's bacteria that's deadly. There's there's hospital mistakes that are deadly. Car crashes, knife fights, gunfights. <laughs> Uh, walking down the street can be dangerous. There's yeah. all kinds of things. Riots. Riots, suicide, <laughs> mm-hmm. heart attacks, cancer. The list goes on and on. The The outlook for human life, let me tell you, it's death mm-hmm. eventually. Now, I'm against death. <laughs> I'm anti-death. But I'm just telling you like it is. I'm calling a spade the kettle black. Exactly. That's, you know. Look at this guy. He's got pots. all his ducks in a basket over here. I do. Pots and stuff. Pots. So anyway, <coughs> what I'm getting at is we talked about this all the time, and there were some people who said we were crazy, other people who said we were right. Now, all of a sudden... Good people, and we know them, and yes. we love them. Mm-hmm. Fan, fan, fantastic people. The other people, not so good. No. But these Terrible. people, the best. <laughs> so Andrew Cuomo tweets out, you guys just won't believe this. This has to make dumb bleep on Friday, too. Mm-hmm. Andrew Cuomo tweets out yesterday. He says... And the, 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 I guess this was state of the state that he came out with. In I New guess York. so. So because it's hashtag state of the state 2021 for New York. Governor Andrew Cuomo says we simply cannot stay closed until the vaccine hits critical mass. The cost is too high. <laughs> we will have nothing left to open. We must reopen the economy, but we must do it smartly and safely. Is he not the one that was saying that if it saves just one life? <laughs> Then it's worth it. You're telling me <laughs> that if we close down all the businesses and we shut down completely, there's not going to be anything left to open. The cost you is can't, too high. But the cost is too high. Now, he's saying this when New York is at all-time high daily cases of mm. coronavirus. They, are, they have surpassed the daily highs from March and April. And they're at all-time high for cases. And now he's saying, we can't, we can't stay closed, folks. We can't do it. So now all of a sudden that the administration's shifted. We, we <laughs> That's have, what's actually We happening. have Biden coming into <laughs> yeah. office now where they're going to have to make everything look good for the economy because they're going to say, well, look, look at what Joe Biden did. The horrible, you know, economy and shutdowns from Trump. Oh, Biden, Biden opened every, everything back up. Cuomo's like, we opened everything back up. We took a risk. They won't say that. What they'll say is, look at this graph chart that shows how quickly the economy grew after Joe Biden took office. Right. They won't say it's because they ended the lockdowns. Right. But they'll they'll leave out the fact that they started from a time where things were shut down and simply opened things back up. And then the graph chart, the line chart just flew up. Look at the economy. <laughs> look how much more commerce we're doing now that Joe Biden is here. Yeah. Look at this. It'll say since 2020 or since 2021. <laughs> yeah. That's what it will say. That's why since the inauguration, when they talk about terrorist statistics, they leave out 2001 Mm -hmm. somehow in America to demonstrate how much white nationalism, terrorism, domestic terrorism has been going on way more than Muslim terrorism. They they count 2001. They count they count from September 12th, 2001 on all the way all the way to 2020 to give you the terrorism statistics. Exactly. (laughs) So that's the last 10 years, folks. You got to leave out September 11th. That way we don't have as many deaths in that column. 
But this is just. I hate to you tell can, you, man, but that's almost 20 years. That's a, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. <sighs> man. <laughs> oh, man, that hit me hard. <laughs> Let me tell you what. <laughs> I got to go. I got to go. Uh, no, but this is just more hypocrisy. You, you, you literally, this is going to be a show of stuff like we can't make up. Mm-mm. You just can't make this stuff up. You could see it coming from a mile away, and then it happens, and we talk about it. And then it's, a month later, everybody's going to forget. Next year, everybody's going to forget. The media is going to be talking about the great economy under Joe Biden and how the, the Democrats always get it right. And you can compare Republican presidents versus Democrat presidents <laughs> and all this stuff. And the Democrats are always better. They'll be talking about but, how much debt Trump added. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let alone Trump did semi the right thing. I think one thing he left it up to the states to decide, which I think is correct from a federal government standpoint. And they all decided to shut their states down. Almost all of them. Almost all of them. (laughs) And now, in the hour of most need, you would think, when coronavirus uh, uh, daily cases are at all-time highs in this month of January, no, we can't stay closed. They're going to follow the science. (laughs) We we can't. The cost is too high to stay closed. We will have nothing left to open, which means that there are other consequences besides virus. The virus is important. Look, 300,000 deaths. That's important. We're against death. I've established that. Y'all subscribe to the podcast if you want to be part of Antita because the Antita movement is is humans against death. We have, we This is a mass movement starting. We're not inciting anything except for life. We want to incite life. We're against death. And what he's saying is, is that, that there are other causes of death, folks, besides the virus. And so while the virus is important... And you guys should do things that are necessary to keep yourself or your loved ones from dying, especially the older folks. Um, we can't, we can't close. We just can't close. The cost is too much. the The risk is too high. Yeah, the, stay shut down. A year is long enough, folks. The economy, the economy is looking kind of rough, and and you can tell that like it doesn't really have anything to do with the numbers, or like we said. I mean that. The numbers for COVID are at an all-time high in New York, as far as new cases. The the deaths are trending up as well. Obviously, they're not where they were at the beginning of the pandemic when they were uh, in, infecting people in nursing homes. Uh, but the the cases overall are at, so so. How does it have to do with the COVID case numbers? They're saying, oh, it's okay to no. What they're saying is the economics of the whole situation are gonna have to take precedent over trying to stop the spread of the virus. Because if we let the economy crash, if we let New York turn into a vicious hellscape, then more people are going to die from that. He's doing a cost benefit right now. And uh, he's probably also worried about his, his you know, re-election, stuff like that. Are you going to do the Forbes article? You want me to do it? You want me to, you want me to continue on here? Well, it's, it has to do with this. It's yeah. New York City. So this is from Forbes. Tourists are not coming and residents are fleeing New York City. Imagine that. Can anybody have, would anybody have predicted this whatsoever? Oh, this has hit them out. This, this came out of nowhere. Yeah. It (laughs) surely there's no consequences could have come down from all these crazy regulations. New York city has been hit hard by the COVID-19 pandemic with roughly 24,000 deaths attributed to the disease. The city is world renowned for being the epicenter of finance, fashion, media, culture, and entertainment. It boasted up until recently, a buoyant bustling social and nightlife. People move to New York to enjoy the diversity of people, top-tier restaurants, museums, opera clubs, bars, concerts, Broadway shows, a wide array of attractions, plentiful job opportunities, and a high-energy, fast-paced environment. 
where no one talks to you because no one has anything to say and they're all mean and they just walk past you really fast because everybody's <laughs> got somewhere to go. It's, it's a place where you could be the ultimate introverted extrovert. Mm-hmm. You could be out in the street and not ever see anyone. It was reported that in 2018, 65 million tourists flocked to New York City. They'd rent a hotel room and visit all the iconic places, such as the Statue of Liberty, <laughs> the Empire's State Building, Wall Street, Times Square, Wall Street where they would protest, probably, <laughs> Times Square, and enjoy a Broadway play, music concert, shopping at upscale stores, and dining out, choosing from the extensive array of cuisines available. They would go to those Mainly, local New York places like Bubba Gump yeah. and uh, Red Lobster and stuff like that. Yeah. Domino's, <laughs> Pizza Hut. Sbarro. <laughs> the situation has changed dramatically. Manhattan has passed some of the strictest lockdown restrictions in the nation. All non-essential businesses were ordered to shut down. The once overcrowded hustle and bustle streets look like ghost towns. It is creepy, by the way. Go look at pictures of New York. It's, it's creepy. Roughly 300,000 residents have fled New York within the last eight months. Jesus. That's a lot of people. According to the U.S. Postal Service, this number is likely higher as the data doesn't include all members of the household. A large number of people who are leaving are wealthy. Imagine that. Weird. So strange. They have the financial means to purchase large homes in the nearby suburbs of New Jersey and Connecticut, the Hamptons on Long Island. With the ability to work remotely, people have migrated to lower-cost, warm-weather states with low taxes. A lot of people moving to Texas. A sobering 1.3 million New Yorkers are collecting unemployment checks, and the unemployment rate is over 14%. City officials and citizens are hoping for the rollout of a vaccine, which, by the way, the state's holding back because only like one, I think it's only like 20 or 25% of healthcare workers have actually accepted. And they're supposed to do the healthcare workers first. Right. <laughs> and I know de Blasio, the mayor of New York is like, well, what if the healthcare workers aren't going to do it, we're only going to get 25% of them before the vaccines expire. Why don't we let old people start getting them? And of course, Cuomo's like, nah, can't do it that way. State's got control. <laughs> Once the outbreak gets under control, the tourists will consider returning. So will the families that left. Until then, the outlook is bleak. This is a somber article. But New York, as it always has, will rebound and restore to its former glory. Maybe. It will take some time, but restaurants will reopen and people will go back to work. Hmm. Well, that was a positive sentence to end the article. At yeah, least. <laughs> that's the rest good. of it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty plain and simple here. The same thing we've been talking about since February, March, April, May, June, July, all, all these months. Um, there are other consequences to to the virus. There are other consequences in life. Uh, there are other ways to die in life, and there are other ways to uh, to cause the death deaths of other people, other than just spreading this this terrible, terrible, terrible virus that we do not agree with. We're against the virus overall. We, uh, I don't know if we made our stance clear enough on that, but we are against the virus. And there are other ways to hurt people, and one of them is to take away their livelihoods and force them to live on the streets, uh, turning tricks for money. <laughs> so that, that is not what they want to see in New York. Mm-mm. Okay? <laughs> no. So, you know, Cuomo is now coming out and being like, hey, we've lost too many people. The tax dollars are going down. I can't get my raise that I wanted. I simply cannot pass off the amount of money to my special interest that I wanted to, because we're not collecting that money anymore. <laughs> Look, and all, a bunch of states are in trouble. They're in trouble financially, big time, big time. New York, California, Illinois, especially those three states. 
which just so happened to have the three most populous cities in the entire United States. Yeah. And somehow poorly run. And just the most hard left places that you can find yes. in the country. And it's absolutely... Isn't that weird? It's insane how that all correlates together. Speaking of hard left or or terrible governments... This <laughs> is by far one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. It's one of the things that you can't make up. Yeah. We, it, you could have made it up, but no one would have believed you. They would have said that you were a crazy conspiracy theorist, probably. I don't know if you guys saw this floating around on Twitter, but Twitter's very upset about it. Uganda orders all social media to be blocked. All social media to be blocked. Now, I'm, all of it. I'm against this. I don't think that this is a, a good thing. From Reuters, Uganda ordered internet service providers to block all social media platforms and messaging apps on Tuesday until further notice. A letter from the country's communications regulator seen by Reuters said. Now, you'll, if you haven't heard this story, you'll see why it's very relevant. Uh, here in a few, in a couple paragraphs. Users had complained earlier on Tuesday they were unable to access Facebook and WhatsApp, social media platforms being widely used for campaigning ahead of Thursday's presidential election in the East African country. Uganda Communications Commission, this is a quote, Uganda Communications Commission, that's UCC for short, hereby directs you to immediately suspend any access and use, direct or otherwise, of all social media platforms and online messaging applications over your network until further notice, said the letter from the commission's executive director to internet providers. The commission spokesman and government spokesman, uh, Ofwano Opando, did not answer calls requesting comment. The calls and, couldn't get through because the provider had shut those yeah, down. Yeah, they probably shut those down. <laughs> Um, an aide to the Minister of Information said she was unable to comment Judith, at the moment. Her name is Judith Nabakuba. There you go. That just, was good. I just wanted to say the name. A source in Uganda's telecom sector said the government had made clear to executives at telecom companies that the social media ban was in retaliation for Facebook blocking pro-government accounts. So... The U.S. social media giant said on Monday it had taken down a network in Uganda linked to the country's Ministry of Information for using fake and duplicate accounts to post ahead of this week's election. So Uganda said, screw it. Yeah. Shut it all down. Now, this is, um, you know, Facebook uh, probably more than likely was doing something that we would agree with them doing, which is taking down maybe fake accounts that were posting pro-government things. Um, and, and so I, I wouldn't really like that. And I'm still on the line of like, what am I going to tell Facebook they can or can't do? Um, it's not, yeah. it's not my company and I, I don't have that power. Uh, but Facebook getting a little taste of censorship and Twitter as well. Now what's, what's interesting is, uh, Uganda <laughs> pretty much has a direct democracy. So that's not what they call it, but they elect their president who is the head of the state, the government, you know, the, all that, um, they elect their president by majority vote, simple majority vote. And he's been president since like 1986 or something mm. like that. And this is what eventually ends up happening. The government controls everything. You post something that is against the government and they just go ahead and block all those apps. That way the, the misinformation about the government can't be spread, spread around. Mm. Facebook needs to uh, maybe keep this in the back of their mind a little bit, just a little. Keep it in the back of your mind so. I don't know why. But maybe you should allow dissenting opinions. Yeah, maybe it's not great to just get behind a massive, all-powerful government, Facebook. Uh, but the, I mean, this is some dumb, t early dumb tweet action going on right here. This, this is by far one of the funniest things I've read. It's, it's a thing you can't make up. I couldn't in, have came up with this. No, in 2021. Twitter 
was very unhappy about this. They tweeted, same, ahead of the Ugandan election, we're hearing reports that internet service providers are being ordered to block social media messaging apps. We strongly condemn internet shutdowns. They are hugely harmful, violate basic human rights, and the principle of hashtag open internet. <laughs> Earlier this week, this gets better, by the way, (laughs) earlier this week, in close coordination with our peers, we suspended a number of accounts targeting the election in Uganda. If we can attribute any of this activity to state backed actors, we will disclose in our archive of information operations. And their final tweet, a doozy, says access to information and freedom of expression, including the public conversation on Twitter, is never more important than during democratic processes, particularly elections. (laughs) Love. Twitter. <clears throat> I added the last part. Oh my god. <clears throat> it's insane. I I I can't do anything but laugh. Just absolutely laugh at this. This is coming from Twitter public policy. They tweeted this today. Today. This was this tweet came out today. Of all times as the- their stock is still falling. <laughs> By the way, which I shorted, made a cool 100 bucks on. It was nice. So I had a good time. Uh I'm out of my short <clears throat> position by the way now. But anyway, they tweeted this today. After all that's happened, banning the president of the United States and and all of that. And then now, of course, they say access to information and freedom of expression, including the public conversation on Twitter, is never more important. I just. How how do you sleep at night? (laughs) The people who work for this organization, for these organizations. I don't understand how the, the the mental gymnastics that you have to have a thousand gold medals in by now, because I can't compete in that realm. No. How do you? No. How many flips do you have to make so you're tired enough that you can sleep at night? These it, people, everybody must be on ambience or something. That's that's the only way I can figure out that they'd be able to sleep. It's just and now listen, um, I uh, I don't. I don't like that the government did this, obviously. I'm very much against the government shutting down all of these communications for people. Yeah. But my only point here is that Twitter and Facebook need to, like I said, put it in the back of your mind just a little bit. Just keep it in there. And maybe, maybe try and appreciate some of the irony that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. While you're censoring literally removed the president of the United States from your platform, even block the POTUS account. (laughs) And you're talking about how access, free access to information is more important now than ever, especially during democratic elections. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. Um, I'm going to share it. Matthew said the share it to the group. I'm working on, on uh, doing that right now. So yeah, unfortunately you can't share pictures in the comment section because I try to do it as well, but it won't let me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, access to information and freedom of expression, folks. It's it's never more important than during democratic processes, particularly elections, like especially elections. Now, well, maybe we just finished an election. Maybe that's why it's not important anymore to Twitter, because our election's over. Yeah, maybe. You know, I just, I seriously, there are day, there are I've had days recently where I'm like. This is it. It can't go any further than this. Oh, it can go further. There can't be any yeah. more hypocrisy. This is like, this is literally as far as you can take irrationalization. This is as far as you can take it. And then all of a sudden, 
something like this happens. And I'm perplexed. This is what happens when you have completely subjective thought processes with no rationality, with no, like we were just talking about yesterday, and for the last 384 episodes before it, with no unifying principle behind your decision-making or behind your ideology, behind why you do certain things, when you have no unifying principle that you live by that can be applied through all situations, you end up just doing this subjective thing, not objective, which is what we, which is what we aim for. You end up being subjective all the time. And on in one country where you're literally banning the president from, from contesting an election, the other one, you're saying that it's wrong because the president banned you from allowing people to contest the election. <laughs> this is pretty it's, much what's happening. <laughs> rap, just wrap your brain around that one. Oh, man. What up, Magoo? Just join the group. Jeremy says, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, he said, and I thought I immigrated to the country of freedom of speech and liberty. I want to make a comment on that real quick because America's... We're, we're not free. I mean, we, we obviously created the show because we feel like we're losing liberties every single day. And, um, but, but I will still say so far, and it's getting close to not being true, but America is still the greatest country right now. Now we're, we're, we're coming up close on maybe not being <laughs> the greatest country anymore. Um, it seems like, uh, some other places might be, um, starting to work their way up. But that's the beauty of of capitalism and free market is that uh, where tyranny thrives in one place, uh, it'll op- liberty will open up somewhere else. But uh, but still in America today, you you still have the most opportunity ever. And like I said, the opportunity to create your own networks, your own phones, your own phone systems um, that is still available, although it's extremely expensive, um, and a lot of that has to do with government regulation. But I foresee in the next two years there being a a viable competing source for social media and technology uh, a viable competing source for that yeah i think it'll happen it's going to take a little bit of time i think it's going to feel like the world's crumbling and all is lost for a little while but i don't think that that is the case um i think that I, I think that capitalism will find a way to fix this problem. There are tens of millions of people in a market that are ready to to buy a product from someone that allows them to speak freely. And I think someone will create it. I think it's going to take some time. And one thing I want to say, too, that I need to do, that I try to do, is if you if you turn off Twitter for a bit, which I've been addicted to lately, and if... If I wasn't collecting content for the podcast, I would not be on Twitter at all. Mm. I wouldn't be on any of it if I wasn't trying to do stuff for the podcast. I say that now. I mean, I don't really know. That's just the reality I'm in right now. You know, I'm an an addict making an excuse for why I'm still (laughs) using those things, and I have to. Um, But if you'll notice that if you turn off, if you don't get on Twitter or Facebook for a day, and you look around and you go you go around town, assuming that's not a capital offense in your town. Uh, you, you go around town and you go eat somewhere and you go shopping. Everything is, it's not as bad as it looks on Twitter, okay? And I've been, I was trying to, you know, I saw, I saw AOC had a post and it had 100,000 retweets. And I was like, gosh, this is so just depressing and disheartening. 
that she has this big of a platform. And then I was like, you know, Nate, you're talking statistics and numbers all the time. 100,000 retweets is like minuscule amount of people when it comes to how many people are in the United States. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a really small amount of retweets on on this stupid thing. And And so you'll find that if you turn off all the stuff for a little bit and you look around and you go somewhere, everything's really okay. You know, we're all in our cars next to each other and none of us are... None of us are trying to off each other. And most of the time, people aren't trying to off each other. And you go grocery shopping and you say thank you for stuff. And people say thank you. And, and everything's mostly okay. Yeah. And and that doesn't mean we can't fight. We're but, not like dogs yet. Like where you walk out of your house and you look both ways. Yeah. Or like a cat that's like, always trying to not get killed. Right. It's a cat's yeah. job in life is to not die. We're not. Yeah. We're not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's still, you know, it's... All is not lost yet. We have to remain vigilant and pay attention to all of this stuff and call it out and talk about what the actual solutions are for them so we don't let it go so far down the path and we didn't say anything about it while it was happening. Um, but everything is is mostly okay for most people in in the country right now, except for the people that are fighting on Twitter and dying from things, you know, Without the obvious exceptions into my in my recent statement about things being okay for most people in the mm-hmm. country, most people are okay, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's talk about something bad. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking about where it's not okay. Yeah, this is coming from Fee. A great, another great article. You can't make this up. Guys, you just can't make any of this up. That's what this episode's all about. Portland protesters shut down bookstore trying to get anti-Antifa book banned. <laughs> Anti-Antifa. Anti-Antifa. So here's a tip. If you ever find yourself on the side that's trying to ban books, you need to reevaluate. This is from Fee, by the way. Yes. Quote, far left activists surrounded Powell's books in Portland on Monday and demanded the store stop selling unmasked inside Antifa's radical plan to destroy democracy. A book about Antifa written by Andy. No. No. Reasons, uh, Robbie Suave reports, the protest forced the store to close early. So far, the bookstore has stood up to the mob. It is not selling the physical book in its store. It never planned to, but will continue selling it online. The bookstore's statement in defense of open discourse and against book banning is uh, admirable. Quote, there are books in our stores and online inventory that contain ideas that run counter to our companies and our employees' values of safety, equality, and justice. However, many of us also read these books to inform ourselves about events, learn about local and global history, and to understand the arguments of people and groups with whom we disagree. While we understand that our decision to carry such books upsets some customers and staff members, we do not want to create an echo chamber of pre-approved voices and ideas. It is not our mission or inclination to decide to whom our customers should listen. That's pretty good. That's that's pretty, good. Pretty good. <clears throat> Luckily, they use the proper Queen's English there at the end to decide to whom our customers should listen. Exactly. That's a that is the proper way to say that. Because you can't end your sentence with a preposition. I don't know if you know that, kids. You can't. You're not supposed to. You can, but you you shouldn't. Yeah, that's called slangish. <laughs> you shouldn't Slang, do slang-ish. that. No, but what's going on is uh, Andy Noah's got a book coming out. I sent him an email today and asked if he wants to come on the show. I'm sure. Uh, you know, he's probably got plenty of emails coming in. If you guys know Andy, no, 
If you know, then know. Mr. No, then let him know <laughs> that, man, English is so dumb. <laughs> is. Then let him know that we want to have got him a show on the show. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I want to talk about this. So this is a an independent journalist. I'm sure you guys know who he is. Um, he goes around with uh, his cameras and he basically is documenting the Antifa riots. He's been attacked uh, several times. They hate him very much. He's he's on he's on Antifa's he's on Antifa's shit list for sure. Yeah. All right. He's he's on the whatever list they have. They they don't like him very much at all. Uh, they have literally unmasked people that they thought were Andy No that was trying to keep like trying to wear masks and stuff and hide mm -hmm. himself. Like they're looking for him all the time. And he is exposing how terrible and disgusting and violent of an organization this is. Uh, That's still on Twitter, by the way. Potential domestic terrorist organization. Yeah. Because They're what, actually labeled as a domestic terrorist they organization. They were, yeah. No. What do you call it when you surround... Like, here's what they said. We're going to surround your bookstore and keep the place shut down until you decide that you are not going to sell Andy No's book anymore. And the obvious threat, like, this is Antifa. We know what they do. They'll burn it to the ground. Mm -hmm. That's that's what they'll do. They'll make sure the place gets lit on fire sometime. That sounds like a that sounds like a, a violent threat, in my opinion. And uh, I just think it's it books like what he's working on are are pretty important, and people are going to hate it for sure. Yeah, they're very important. <clears throat> that's what I find so ironic, and I'm 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 curious. I'm going to search Twitter. Yeah, for, the, uh, um, Antifa. Jeremy was saying the smartest smartest thing about Antifa is their name because Andy No is anti anti fascist, which makes him a fascist, right? That's that's what he is. Mm -hmm. Instead, it reminds him of the reasonableist on on Parks and Rec, which is uh, if you don't know, uh, they are the <laughs> the group that that worships Zorp. Uh, it's it's hilarious, but but anyway, they're like a cult that worships this uh, this god known as, as Zorp that's going to come back and melt everyone's faces off with his eternal cleansing fire. And uh, they call themselves the reasonableists. That way, if anyone questions them, it'll sound like they're questioning something that's very reasonable. And and that that's exactly what they're doing. So... Um, Let's uh, let I mean, Charlie. You you I sent did, me this article the other day. I just did an Antifa search on Twitter, and this is quite disgusting, actually. If you just go look, the CEO of Antifa. All these people are still on Twitter, by the way. Haven't been blocked. This person is um, the, the Antifa Seven Hills. It's the Ash anti-fascists of the Seven Hills organizing to fight fascism, united in militant opposition. That's in their bio. <laughs> united in militant opposition. <clears throat> in their bio. But they were upset because Trump said, we're going to fight <laughs> for this. That, we're going to fight. Because you never said that, uh, you never said the word fight and not meant an actual physical altercation before. You know, when you, I, when you fight for your life because you have cancer, it's you, uh, it's a video of you punching your body. And that's, that's what it actually looks like because you're fighting for your life. That's how, that's how you fight it. So, yeah, they're militant, Charlie, but they're fighting for the right cause. You know, this is this is just disgusting. They're against fascism. How can you be for fascism, Charlie? I, yeah, they're anti-fascist. <laughs> By the way, the, that I was reading this when you're talking about the Parks and Rec from Jeremy. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, Wait, so there's the this, a guy writes a book that's called Organize It, and it's all about organizing your life, uh, and um, 
and then he he decides to start a cult writes another book he searches through his texts and everything he finds all the these things they're going to predict the end of the world the episode's called end of the world party i'm pretty sure end of the world End of the world party whatever um and and he writes another book called organize it to engage with zorp <laughs> and it's hilarious and they start a group called the reasonableists anyway i'm sure you guys already knew that but charlie didn't yeah what were you reading just just the stuff on twitter yeah, see what I mean? Twitter. <laughs> this is this is just insane. Twitter will will ruin your life, man. Yeah, I want to look through Andy knows um, how many threats Andy No has on Twitter. And see how they're not. Oh, it's a lot. See how they're not blocked. There are tons of accounts that are dedicated to threatening threatening Andy No and taking him down. So, uh, I would love to have him on the show sometime. Give a give him a nice tweet, y'all. Send yeah. him a tweet. Get him a tweet, man. All right, so Charlie, the the article that you sent me um, that that really continues down the line of, well, this is a free market, just take care of your own thing. Um, you follow that logic all the way down, and it gets very hard to create your own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, when you bring the banks and the payment systems and all that into it, it's going to take an infrastructure, like we said at the beginning of the podcast. And I love what they what they deemed them now. <clears throat> See, they come up with all these great names. Like, how could you be for these people? Because obviously, like, listen, this is the headline. J.P. Morgan, this is from the Daily Mail, by the way. Um, not the Daily Wire, not to be confused with Ben. This <laughs> is from uh, some folks. This is just a typically a left-leaning publication, all right? Are they? I think so. I think the Daily Mail is. J.P. Morgan joins Citibank, Citibank in stopping donations to the, quote, Treason Caucus. Treason Caucus. Treason Caucus who voted to overturn the election as online finance firm Stripe announces they will no longer process payments for Trump campaign website. This, this is just, that's just funny. I don't know. More big businesses continue to boycott. Wait, are on... you telling me you support the treason caucus? I know. <laughs> how can you support the treason caucus? How, how could anyone support I'm a, a treason? member of the treason caucus? How could anybody support the treason? <laughs> it's treasonous to support the treason caucus. <laughs> it's in the name. It's in the name. More big businesses continue to boycott on Sunday of Republican members of Congress who followed Donald Trump's demands and voted to overturn the election. By the way, they didn't vote to overturn the election. That wasn't the actual vote. The vote was whether or not they they agreed with the certification from the states and whether or not they needed to that the what the states provided didn't line up and they needed to send it back to the states and be like, hey, this you didn't do this right. That's what the vote was for. They have every right to do that. They have every right to debate that. Okay. Like it is, isn't it? It's allowed in the constitution for, I mean, this is why they've, this is why there's a vote, right? Like they held a vote because there is in fact a possibility that someone's going to vote. No, if not, then it would just automatically go through. There wouldn't be a vote. So how can it be treasonous? Well, it's just, it's just, you know, <laughs> it's just, uh, it's a formality name. Yeah. J.P. Morgan Chase said that it would pause all contributions from its political action committee for at least the next six months, saying the focus of business leaders, political leaders, civic leaders right now should be on governing and getting help to those who desperately need it most right now. There will be plenty of time for campaigning later. U.S. digital payments company Stripe is also um, is to also stop processing payments for Trump's campaign website following the riot, a company spokesperson said. Citigroup said in a memo to employees that it had reviewed lawmakers who led the charge against the certification of the Electoral College results 
and found it gave $1,000 to the campaign of Republican Senator Josh Howley because the senator represented Missouri where it has significant employee presence. Hotel giant Marriott, the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association and Commerce uh, Bank share, have all said they too are suspending donations to the group dubbed the Treason Caucus by critics. <laughs> Quote, we have taken the destructive events at the Capitol to undermine a legitimate and fair election into consideration and we'll, and we'll be pausing political giving from our political action committee to those who voted against certification of the election. What, Charlie, I want but to ask you... I, do you think that these that all that people still would have voted the way they voted if they thought it were actually a chance it would overturn the election? Like this is this was a symbolic vote. We all know that, right? Yeah, exactly. This was this was, you know, you in a state where you knew Trump was going to win big and you voted for Joe Jorgensen because it didn't matter. This was Republicans voting to repeal and replace Obamacare a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. Like they knew it was going nowhere. None yes. of them who cast the vote actually thought that it was going to overturn the election. Right. They knew it wasn't going to overturn the election. And now that's not me saying I agree with them doing that. But in my opinion, they represent their constituents and their states. And if it is within the constitutional bounds for them to vote yes or no, on this and their constituents wanted them to vote no on it, then that's kind of what their job is from what I can tell. I don't think the vice president has any, I don't, I never ever thought the vice president could decide to not count the votes. Right, that's an insanely stupid idea. Right. Just so everyone knows that's a, that's a stupid idea. And I'm sorry if I offend anyone listening to the podcast, but that's really dumb. If you can't think forward to the next presidency when you're also saying that Vice President Kamala Harris has the right to decide to not count the votes. Right. Okay, think pass right now, please, for two mm -hmm. seconds. That's, All right, anyway. That's dumb. Yeah. Uh, so we had Marriott, Blue Cross Blue Shield, uh, Commerce, Bank Share, Walmart, Ford, AT&T, Bank of America, CVS, ExxonMobil, FedEx, Target, Berkshire Hathaway. All of these said the move... Um, all of these people are no longer, they're suspending donations. And um, the move comes as the two most prominent Trump loyalists, Ted Cruz and Halley, both face new demands to quit this weekend. And this is all because that they, these two now, they make up the treason caucus, by the way, mm -hmm. two of them. The leaders, president, <laughs> vice president of the treason caucus. I know. Right there. They don't even have a secretary yet. <laughs> um, but th those are the two that are in this treason caucus, by the way. Uh, they didn't vote against the, the to they didn't vote to overturn the election. That's not what the vote was for. This wasn't a vote of do you guys want to overturn the election? <laughs> Yay or nay. That's not how that that's not that's not what it was. Anyway, the Houston Chronicle, Texas uh the Houston Chronicle told Cruz in an editorial that it was time to resign, saying you have blood on your hands. Ted Cruz has blood on his hands. Because when you say things and then people who you said things to. Charlie, you're going to be okay over there, ma'am? I'm just doing Get what I teach my out. child to do when he has a freak out. We, yeah. we, we have breathing techniques now. Just Except he goes... <laughs> 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 but it works because it calms yeah. him down. I just... The, the stupidity of these people. And the hypocrisy. I, I just... Man, if, they, if everyone would have had a different tune through 2020 and everyone on the left would have been saying that... Every leftist politician had blood on their hands for the between somewhere but from 25 to 35 people dying and all the BLM Antifa 
riots over 2020. Do any of those people have blood on their hands? That's that's why I'm upset right now. Is the the hypocrisy is insane, and you can't you can't stand for it, y'all. Mm-mm. You just can't do it. Just go look. Just go look. It's just it's insanity to me. We have we 2021 did it did say to 2020 hold my beer. We got there's more stuff in the store, and uh, what are the, what's the saying? It gets worse before it gets better. It gets worse before it gets worse, and then it gets worse. Yeah, and then it's worser from there. Technically, it gets worse before it gets worse. Yeah, it, it, it kind of always how it happens. You know, the, <laughs> the Chinese always said it's all downhill from here, but I, I downhill's easy. It's all, it's all uphill from here. It's not good. We're going to Everest without oxygen tanks. My Ox, oxygen can, tanks are ox, hard to come by these they days. Are. You can't even find They're them. Blocked by COVID. Exactly. <laughs> They're locked in the government warehouses. Yep. But anyway, that's it's just. You know what? What eventually is going to happen? This is just a you know the this is just the tip of the iceberg. All these sayings are coming to mind now, and what's underneath it is they're just going to keep shutting people down. They're going to keep shutting down donations. You have all these payment processors. Good Morning Liberty might get shut down because we're talking about it. So I saw one of Maurice one of Maurice's posts got removed off the group. I didn't do it. Sam says I got canceled. They already deleted my Facebook and Instagram three times. So now I have a fourth one, and they'll probably get flagged somehow too, uh, because uh, I don't I don't align with the woke left. So um, it's just it's going to keep happening until we find other solutions, which I think they're going there's going to be. I have hope, which hope is a terrible thing. You shouldn't have it because then if it, if nothing comes to fruition, then you didn't hope for anything. You know, they say <laughs> hope, hope is a terrible thing to waste. It's, it is, you know. <laughs> So, but I do, I, I am optimistic that we're going to have other options. We're going to have other ways of payments and processing and these types of things, these demands that are happening by all these literal domestic terrorists is going to stop because there'll, there'll be, there will be competition. will weed them out. Yeah, I think, but it's going to, in my opinion, it's going to have to be an entirely new infrastructure that's going to pop up. I I think we're going to keep, we're going to keep segregating. Uh, and I know that Joe Biden's real, real happy about that. Um, I, I think that's going to keep happening uh, because you can't. If you're someone who does business, oh, uh, Chase Bank allows Ted Cruz to have an account with them. You know, oh, uh, Josh Hawley bought a car from Mercedes. OK, I mean, literally, this this yeah. stuff can continue to happen, you know. And and seems like he likes late night shakes from Steak and Shake. Ooh, band Steak and Shake. They just served Josh yeah. Holly. But you, you know, know, I don't know. I can't remember if I heard this on Ben Shapiro where I heard this from. But it might have even been my mom talking about this. Um, Very close. Either your mom or Ben Shapiro. Yeah. There's, it's hard to tell these Well, what's going to happen is yeah. ma- they tried to do the same thing to Chick-fil-A. And what happened? Chick-fil-A exploded. They're now the most profitable fast food chain. And they're closed one day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if they were open all those. And they, I mean, they, they tried to shut them down. What was that? Five, six, seven years ago. And so, so the same, the same type of thing is going to happen. I mean, Gab parlor had a million people of an hour trying to download it. And of course they got shut down now because they weren't decentralized, but then Gab added like a million users over the weekend. And so these other places are going to start popping up. <clears throat> They're going to get money. They're going to get enough money. And now, in 2021, it's even easier to build infrastructure than it used to be. 
Now, of course, we do have problem with like internet service providers and lane lines and things like that that we can discuss. But as far as everything else is concerned, I mean, with with cloud computing and decentralized computing with like Ethereum has decentralized computing. There's all these really smart people that are doing amazing things and it's never been easier to set up infrastructure. You can't, it's never been easier to set up infrastructure faster than what it used to be. You know, when Facebook started 20 years ago, is that 20 years ago, something like that, right? Almost. <clears throat> yeah. Almost when, uh, no, 10, no, 24 or something like that. I think almost 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot more difficult to set up the infrastructure than it is now. Um, and so things are just becoming more efficient and, and quicker. And so that's, what's going to happen. They're, they're alienating a bunch of people that are all going to decide rather than the, the people on the left who are boycotting are going to be, um, the, the people on the right are going to do the opposite. They're going to support in droves. So it'll be, it'll be Chick-fil-A all over again. So what, um, what, what I think would be really cool is uh, if we get something, I don't know if anyone saw stuff about this, but in Hong Kong, during those protests, you know, they weren't using the ISPs to communicate. You know, the, uh, China's pretty difficult with all that. They didn't want to be tracked. And, uh, and so what they were using, and I'm going to botch soup any cans? type of, any kind of technical stuff that this entails. Soup, I'm, soup cans? No, no. They were using what's, what's called a mesh network. And what it basically is, is um, when when allowed, my phone is communicating with your phone that's communicating with another phone that's on the mesh network. It, just imagine Bluetooth. Just think Bluetooth. Okay. And all of our devices within range are can all connect together to be on this mesh network. Create its own. It's, and it creates its own internet, yeah. a decentralized internet. Also, mm. if you watch the show uh, Silicon Valley, that is what they are trying. That's what they end up trying to create. And that show is basically a mesh network where all the phones are connected to everyone's phones. Think of it in a way that like it would be blockchain type kind of thing, though, where like you're not you don't have access to the stuff on other people's phones. You know, that's obviously um, but it, I, it, the, each phone acts like a server. Pretty much. That's what it is. Yes. And now, it sucks for those that are out in the middle of nowhere in Montana yeah, yeah. or North Dakota. Just you and your neighbors are you're like, not, you're not you can talk enough. back and forth. You can have your own <laughs> network in your neighborhood. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. I, I think that that's something that we, uh, that we're going to see pop up. I may it might start, even be I may there start right now. using signal. Yeah. Not S I G L not the ticker symbol signal. Cause that's not signal. Although a lot of people <laughs> thought it was yesterday. And Tell that's it, a, what was the, <laughs> that is a stonk. I missed that thing. That thing last week was 50 cents and went to a high of $70 yesterday. All because Elon Musk said that signal was better than WhatsApp. Oh, no, all he said was, and, I think all he said was get signal. That's literally all he tweeted. And and everybody went and bought SIGL because they thought it was, was signals a private company. It's actually a nonprofit. Yeah. Um, who was started, it was started by the uh, co-founder of WhatsApp, by the way. <laughs> so what it, he sold WhatsApp to Facebook for 14 billion and then started a nonprofit. Now this is smart. He started a nonprofit so that it couldn't be regulated as a company. <clears throat> So I find that interesting. And of course, Elon Musk has donated, but I'm even thinking about doing things like that um, because <laughs> Signal is in, in, encrypted and they literally store nothing. Always look up what the company is that you're... I mean, there was some opportunity to Maybe make money not. from Signal. <laughs> Maybe yeah. you should have hey, just... 
look at the chart. <laughs> okay. Is it going up? Okay. That's a stock. Yeah. So, so you can do that, but it, this, it didn't pop up on anything though, because it's an over the counter. The same uh, thing happened with, um, zoom. People didn't know the ticker symbol was ZM. They were buying Z O O M was a ticker symbol for a different company. Yeah. Not zoom at all. And people were buying that. Um, you remember that guy we talked to at the casino that was convinced that that riot company is like the riot just keeps going up this riot gaming thing. And I was like, Riot's a blockchain company like that. And he's like, oh, it's Riot. He's like, Riot's this gaming thing. That I, and I'm like, it's a it's a cryptocurrency thing. Yeah. You know, um, I, he he was buying it because it said that word. And so he assumed that that's what it was. But hey, he probably made a lot of money in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> still made, still <laughs> yeah. made good money. Maybe they used to do stuff yeah. in games, but I couldn't find anything to do with it. So, so anyway, I, I would say to start looking into those types of things. And, um, you know, because privacy matters. These types of things matter. Having, um, you know, a way to communicate matters. And when those who disagree with you are going to shut you down, then you find other ways around it. That's what we do. That's what human beings do. We are a resilient species. Mm -hmm. There mm -hmm. are things that have been trying to kill us for hundreds of years now. And um, <laughs> we're, we're, we're resilient. We're smart enough to figure it out. We don't need the government stepping in to help us. That's not what we need. And I get... I get everybody's frustrations because in my mind, I'm like, God, this is just sick. Like it's sickening to me that we live in America and that people can actually believe these things so much that they not only do they believe them, but now they're doing it like the, their, their actions are, they're actually shutting people down. And of course it started. And this is what we talked about last year too. Like, okay, well it starts with Alex Jones and then eventually it's Ron Paul. <laughs> yeah. Like you shut down Ron Paul. A former congressman, this is it's just baffling. And next, it's going to be you. I don't know if there's anyone who's advocated for less violence than Ron Paul. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that guy's been trying to shut down wars since circa 58. Original founding member of Antietam <laughs> right. over here. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, it's a crazy world out there, y'all. We're just, you know, we're doing our best to cover it. And uh, hopefully we'll, we'll do it as long as the tyrannical lapse will let us. Yep. All right, guys, uh, speaking of all these stonks that we've been talking about, go to MastermindTrades or MastermindStonks.com. That's S-T-O-N-K-S. A lot of people have been doing that. They're fine people. They're good people, and uh, we love them. Other people that aren't doing that, uh, terrible joke, you know, awful. But these people are really good. And uh, the, the class itself, by the way, is at the most amount of members that it's had. So people have been listening. People are ready to put their stimulus checks to work. So, uh, so that's good. Turn it into more money. Don't just go, don't go blow it on anything other than the gun that I'm going to buy with my stimulus mm. check. It's going to be real nice, real, real pretty gun that I'm going to be buying. But anyway, somebody uh, asked, actually asked me not that long ago, what should I do with my stimulus check? And I, I said, look, I, I can't tell you what to do, but I said, if it were me and I, and I got a $600 check from the government, I would put it all into Neo. And since I said that, the stock's gone up about $15 a share. Yeah. Since I said that. So I don't remember who it was. Hopefully you. It's I, moved up about 20 something percent. Since, I'm, I'm not since saying that. I hope you listened because I can't tell you what to do. I'm just, I'm hoping for you that you made a great decision for yourself. Yeah. Uh, so that's some stuff that you'll get. Charlie just posted the stonks that he's looking at in the group today. Also, we did a big list uh, last Monday for stocks that I'm watching. Some Almost of them are all of them are up. Oh already. man, they're up a bunch already. Um, some of them didn't come all the way down into the buy zone, so that was a that was a little bit frustrating. But you know, we're gonna reevaluate. Still like those stocks. 
Um, that's when you're doing long-term trading. Just because something moved up this week, it doesn't mean it's not going to go down next week and come back into the to the buy zone that you're looking for. So, mm. so anyway, if you want to learn how we read the charts and how we find all these stocks and what strategies we trade, then go to mastermystonks.com. Use the promo code SAVE20 so you can get 20% off your first two months of the class. And you get two days free. Yeah. And then a seven-day <laughs> free trial. It's pretty good. So <clears throat> it's literally the best that you're going to find out there. You're not going to find anything better. And there are other ones. They're not as good. I, I know them. <laughs> they We've don't have as part, many videos. We've been a part of them. Yeah. <laughs> We've signed up for some others. I spent a lot of money on some trading classes. Yeah. And maybe I'd picked up some valuable information that Absolutely. I'm transferring over to this class. Absolutely. So, for, a better, for a better price. Yes. So master my trades, mastermystonks.com. Make 2021 the year that you put your money where your stonk is. Make 2021 a year. <laughs> <laughs> do it it's a great tagline make line. it a year <laughs> <laughs> all right also nate as nate says sign up for patreon folks patreon.com slash good morning liberty 15 percent discount folks for if you sign up for the year uh which is great because if you do that then you'll be in the group uh, especially when we have to move to a new platform when patreon cancels us <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'm waiting i'm but i'm looking we already have the uh, yeah we already have things in, in the works for we're preparing that's that's what you do by the way when all the stuff starts happening you don't go cry in a corner and be the victim and oh you should be down <laughs> you prepare yeah so that's what we've been doing here we've been preparing Okay, like if this happens, then we have a plan for this. If this happens, we have a plan for this. That's what you should do in times of like this. You should start preparing, uh, saving a little bit of money, doing some things that you need to do to take advantage of opportunities that present themselves later. Or if you're forced into a corner, uh, you have a way out. You got to be ready to strike while the iron's metal. Exactly. As they, as like my granddaddy used to say. Put the horseshoe on the collar. I, that was one of my, yeah, I think you ripped that off from my granddad too. Patreon.com slash Good Morning Liberty. Sign up today for the whole year. 15% discount. Mastermytrades.com. Mastermystonks.com. Go learn about them stonks, my man. And then uh, share the show with a friend. Smash that subscribe button. That's the sound That was my subscribe button. Smash it. Listen to every single episode. Send it to your communist uncle and your friendly neighbor. Let them know about liberty and what we got going on here. Um, actually, I prefer you not to share it with communist people now because they'll get us canceled quicker. Nah, but, share it with them. <laughs> but share it with them. They need to hear the message, folks. And we'll keep doing our part. You keep doing your part. If you do all that, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Oh.